This is Connor. And this is Paul. And, and welcome, welcome to Silver Screamers, your genre-barking, decade-hailing film podcast. You see, Miss Lady, there comes a time in the <laughs> laugh of all humans when, well, as they put it, the birds and the podcasts? <laughs> For God's sake. What? You <laughs> we were really struggling on that one. You say this literally, literally every time I do a quote. You're no, the like, last couple of years it was it was going okay. No, that was that was. I don't think I've ever gotten praise for a quote. <laughs> well, the one, the only iconic line in this film, I think this is definitely an iconic film with iconic scenes. But the only iconic line is, "What a dog," and what a podcast. That's. That would, he wouldn't translate. He wouldn't have known what the quote was. He's a podcast, but I love him. Yeah, okay, that would have been good. <laughs> there you go. I feel very... Uh, I, I like your company, Paul, but I feel very lonely without a guest. We have so many guests. I know. We've had... Um, this is the last episode of Disney season, which yeah. has been a really fun season. It's been really fun. I'm actually disappointed this is coming to an end. I mean, we might have Disney sequels. And when I say Disney sequels... Sorry, like a sequel to the season. I don't think we could... Oh, God, Disney sequels. They're not great. <laughs> We might talk about one in particular today. Uh, but I think we could definitely do like a, a Disney season part two. Part two. Part two, yeah. yeah. I know like the last couple of genres like uh, heists and... Um, slashers. Slashers. By the end of it, I was like, I'm ready to move on now. But actually this this genre, I, I could keep going with. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's not really a genre. That's why. Like, I mean, this is a rom-com. Brave and Little Mermaid were big adventures fantasia was like an art house thing so the films have been much more varied than the heisty films and the slasher films that's true i suppose yeah and it gives us an excuse just to watch cartoons and, yeah. yeah and to be fair i beforehand i mean you love this season but i am generally the one twisting your arm to watch a cartoon i don't generally when you go and you say let's watch a an animated movie in the evenings after work or whatever no i'm not i'm not generally w- jumping up and down with excitement i would be normally more interested in watching a live action film if you look at disney plus and the films they've they have there apart from the sequels pretty much everything there is is gold like there's it's hard to go wrong even the mediocre films are better than your average film i would the good say thing, one of the good things best things about them is that they're short the, like Lady in the Tramp oh, is only like eight, an hour and gloriously 18. short an hour and 18 minutes mm, or an hour and 15 or yeah. whatever you know so it's nice and you can watch a couple of episodes of Shit's Creek, which is great, by the way. The last few episodes we've recorded as well have been... So with Fantasia, we did it on a Friday with David with loads of drink. And we were like, with the end, we were like... <laughs> and then with Darina, it was more like a Saturday afternoon, the whole day ahead of us. But well, we still were having wine spritzers. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I was driving home. Well, yeah. This is a this is a Sunday night with a, I've had a, I have a beer. I don't think I've ever had a beer on this podcast. No, before. it's not really a red wine. You have. Yeah. Well, I felt a Sunday night wasn't really a. You were getting worried that you were starting at, by the end of the podcast slurring your words. Well, I have noticed that before <laughs> when I'm editing. You're the best towards, parts. <laughs> towards the end, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, this film. Um, well, no, I have a fairly big day for work tomorrow. And wine gives me a headache, as does beer, to be honest. But I like thought a little light beer. Well, we talk about Lady and the Tramp before we wrap up 
our weekend. That's nice. And this is kind of a, a special weekend for us. It is. It's our la- oh, it's our last podcast at this house. Yeah. So Connor and I are getting the keys to our house that we bought. It's like our own house. Um, for well, the bank bought. We had <laughs> we had to pay the bank. <laughs> I don't think anyone thought we bought it outright. <laughs> not not with the money we make off this podcast. No, I mean, I can tell you not. that. With, okay, not with the money that we make off this podcast. We we actually <laughs> actively lose money. <laughs> not much, but like we have invested, invested. We have spent money on this podcast, and uh, whatever. It's a hobby. you're breaking the illusion, Paul. The illusion. <laughs> we are paying so you can enjoy this podcast, you assholes. Give us the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get those lessons um, up. We're recording this on Sunday. I am going to ed- edit like the clappers before we get the keys because the second we get the keys, I won't get any time really to edit for the next few weeks. There'll be a lot of a lot of DIY, a lot of painting, painting, a lot of cleaning, a lot of moving stuff. We've got two weeks essentially, don't we? Yeah. So we've lived in our current, we've rented our current place for four and a half years and we've just purchased our own house and we are moving in next week and then we have two weeks to... We get the keys next week. We get the keys next week and we get two weeks to move all our shit and, you know, try and bring it up to our our very high standards. Yeah, (laughs) so next time we record a podcast, it will be from our new place. That's so exciting. And we might do a little. I was thinking of maybe doing a little blog on the the little on the Instagram. Like I mean, we're not we're not we're, neither of us are very DIY handsy handsy hands on kind of thing, you know. But we might do a little. No, might do a little handy. blog on uh, a blog or like an inst like a like a photo blog, like an Instagram well, a photo blog, and maybe a little diary note or whatever. This is what we did today. Or yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we're, t- we're we're gonna we're we're thinking of starting a blog or vlog or whatever on uh, putting our stamp on this this new house. Um, do you know what's great? <laughs> Tell me, Paul, what's great? Dogs. Oh, you love a dog. Aren't dogs just the best? They are good. Like when you look at a dog, even if it's a cartoon of a dog, it just makes you happy. Yeah, it just makes me happy. Anyway. I think like after. So we, uh, Magic, our dog, is your dog, essentially. Um, She's our dog. Well, she was, as, you, as, her, you, as you often remind me, you have her longer than you have me. <laughs> but she's your Magic dog, Magic really. and I have and adopted her. Well, I'm her. So, yeah, well, she's, yeah, so I'm, I adopted Magic as a puppy. Actually, it'll be her 10th birthday. We don't know exactly when her birthday is. I adopted her in February and she was about four months. So counting back, we think her birthday is around this time of year. We don't know. So we usually, I kind of say Halloween because you like Halloween. Because I like Halloween. Her name is Magic. <laughs> she's black. And then you came along the four years after that. Five, yeah. three years. So she's, she knows you most of her life. But I found like, and, and so like, I wouldn't be as, as close to Magic as you are. But I found after watching uh, this movie, I was, I was like, oh, Magic, come over here. No. <laughs> It's just a stupid thing to say. I found like myself saying, "I wonder what kind of personality Magic would have if she was like, <laughs> if she could speak, if she could speak to the other dogs." You always say when she's sometimes she'll dream and she'll talk in her in her sleep. She does. She talks and she'll sleep. run in her sleep. And you always say, "What I wouldn't give just oh, to know." I loved. I mean, she's her life is quite sheltered. She it's cats or squirrels or you know what are drinking or eating yeah or, when she's barking yeah. though like there's not that much things she barks at so obviously it's, it's other dogs a cat or something <laughs> yeah. or a cat, yeah. um, and magic is an education dog as well 
I, this film, and I did not didn't think when we picked this film. When I picked this film, I didn't think, oh, because I work with dogs. But I don't. I mean, most people that listen to this podcast will will know. But in case you don't, I work with dogs. I'm a education officer. My job is that I teach children how to be safe with dogs, and I talk about responsible dog ownership. And this is the first time I had seen Lady and the Tramp. I've worked with dogs for about 10 years now. This is my first time seeing this film with my, like, professional dog hat on. And it does some things correct. And other things... Not so much. Not so much. But to be it fair... It is from the 1950s. Though. It's from the 1950s. And we'll talk... We, we also watched the remake, which is only last year. Yes, indeed. And in some ways... And scamps. Revenge. Not revenge. <laughs> I always say Scamp's Revenge. What is it called? Sc- Lady Adventure. To Scamp's Revenge. Scamp's Adventure. Scamp's Adventure. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, it turns out Lady and the Tramp is a franchise. We, I think we're, this is going to be maybe, we're hoping, slightly shorter podcast than normal. So we're straight into Lady and the Tramp. So before we continue, Khan, do you want to tell us what we're listening to? So you guys are listening to Silver Screamers. Silver Screamers is our film podcast where we take a theme or genre and dissect four films in that theme or genre over, we normally say a month, but generally it's not even that. <laughs> and this week we're covering Lady and the Tramp in our Disney animated genre. Well done. <laughs> if you thought, that sounded slightly different than normal, it's because I accidentally packed our script. <laughs> yeah. I already have that written down somewhere. I just read it out, and then I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, I just see it off the coffee the ground." Yeah. So, yeah, Lady in the Tramp franchise. Who knew? I mean, franchise? No, not, I, would I say feel like franchise. if there's three films, in, and but there's, there's not. There's the same film twice, and then there's one other. Well, I mean, okay. I still feel like it's a, yeah. I think it's. A, I remember there being comic strips of Lady in the Tramp when I was a kid. So Scamp w- was a character before the film who appeared in comics and stuff. Their son. Right. Okay. So I, I would say this is a small franchise. I would have never thought of it as a franchise. Mm, there you go. I mean, I mean, between the original movie and the sequel, it was fifty years. Yeah, but there was books with Scamp and stuff. No, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I suppose if there's if there's different different forms of media, that kind of turns it into a bit more franchisey. I suppose. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the remake first, or do you want to talk about Scamp's Revenge? <laughs> It's Scamp's Adventure, just to anybody's <laughs> listening. It's just for some reason we keep saying Scamp's Revenge. It just rolls off the tongue. Just, yeah. Our friend uh, Orla, who... who um, I was actually half thinking Orla might be a great guest for this episode, but with lockdown and stuff, it just, I didn't Not even practical. ask Orla, actually. Uh, but we will have you at some stage, Orla. But it, Orla would have been great, because I, I met Orla in working with dogs. So it would have been great for Orla. Mm. Yeah. And, one, and her dog is called And Scamp. her dog is called, is called Scamp. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Lady and the Tramp, do you know? Or just not? Just I don't know if Orla called Scamp... Scamp. I think when Orla adopted him, his name was Scamp already. Oh, okay. I don't Orla, comment on the video. Or yeah, on Orla, the podcast let us know if that's know. the case. I'm nearly sure. See, Orla fostered Scamp before she adopted him. And I think when she fostered him, his name was Scamp. And uh, he doesn't look like Scamp in this. Scamp is like one syllable. In yeah, it's a good name, Scamp. And it, it follows, it's a good sequel to Tramp. So, okay. So when they made, we'll talk about, we'll talk about Scamp's Revenge. So, so, I actually am going to champion this a bit. I know you did not care for it. No, I didn't think it was good at all. I don't think it was awful. I definitely think it was better than The Little Mermaid 2. 
Okay, which one was The Little Mermaid too? Because one, one of the one of the sequels of The Little Mermaid the, was good. The Little Mermaid. Oh, that was their daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, first of all, I think they were on a par. Actually, no, I thought I think they this were was better. I thought the animation in this was pretty good. It was okay. Yeah. I thought what I liked is it didn't just rehash the story from Lady and the Tramp. It was kind of going the opposite direction, wasn't it? So like. The tramp was uh, wild and free and got a home and Scamp had a lovely home and wanted to be wild and free. Yeah, but I never really felt like... I think that was more of a thing in the remake where Scamp was like, oh, I really don't want to have an owner. I feel like Scamp in the original, yeah, he was like, oh, it's cool to be free, but he wasn't like resisting having an owner. I didn't think like when he got adopted by Lady's family, I think he was like, oh, okay. This is pretty. The tramp you're talking about. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, well, scam, scam for vet. <laughs> Scam's adventure is actually more. It follows the tropes of a Disney film much more than Lady and the Tramp. Insofar as it has somebody a somebody makes somebody wants something which is a mistake and has to go on this adventure to learn something. Yeah, and, and back around. He, he, he even kind of has this. I mean, okay, one thing about this film, the music, the music is, is awful, god awful, awful, god songs. awful. He has this I want song where he's like, I want to be free. And, and he also his, his dad doesn't understand him. Like this is basically brave. Uh, and then he goes on his adventure. And well, his dad does understand him. He just doesn't like, and he's trying to explain to him why his decision is a bad one, but he, he just can't get through. He's to not him. articulate enough. And he like he doesn't like like Scamp is a puppy. I'd say he's about six months old or something. And they're just like, all right, well, whatever. See you later, Scamp. Off you go. You you do that then if that's what you want. Yeah. Also, Jim Deer and Darling, the owners, whenever they lose one of their dogs, they just release all the other ones yeah. <laughs> in the hope that oh, they'll they'll bring them back. Right. Also, Lady in this film is played by the legendary Jodie Benson. Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid, and totally wasted. They don't even give her a song. She doesn't even. Ha- she doesn't have that many lines. She's, bare- la- she's in the title, Lady in the yeah. Tramp too. She's very passive. Does nothing. It's ba- it's basically scamping and maybe a little tramp. bit of tramp. And then yeah. he there's a love interest called Angel who looks way more like Scamp than his sisters. <laughs> and Angel is like it seems a lot older than Scamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like she has had five owners. Yeah. <laughs> and she, yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah I mean it's fine there's one song that's Mickey o- Rooney uh, is one of the characters as well a tiny one of a very small character yeah very, another for, for Mickey Rooney very very small character I suppose he was 85 or something there's one song that's not awful is the the Junkyard song that's fine that's okay yeah Junkyard Dog or they, Junkyard something there is a poor man's I mean poverty version <laughs> of Can You Feel the Love Tonight Oh, how does it go? Family. Oh, no, that's that's the that's, that's, that's the last song. This is the one where when he's on the date. Basically, there's an almost shot for shot oh, recreation yeah, yeah, of the yeah, date yeah, yeah. between Lady and the Tramp, between Scamp and Angel, and Lady and the Tramp has this just just has music and just has. Uh, well, a they choir. have the Italian music, don't they? Like in, when they yes, on the and it's lovely and, and it's it's beautifully shot. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. But this is just they decide to give. They don't sing it. It's like. It's like in Can You Feel the Love Tonight where you don't actually see Simba and Nala singing. It's in the background. Mm. Uh, well, and they're just doing things and looking at each other. But the lyrics are... I can't even remember. Well, it's they're, just they're like, forgettable. I always thought... I never thought I would end up in love, but here I am. Oh, if only I could love from above. There's no tune. And then towards the end, the song Family comes on. Oh, and God. it's 
family. <laughs> try to make it really epic. They think it's like West Side Story. Three scenes like going <laughs> yeah. on at the one time, all in like harmony. They think it's West Side Story tonight. <laughs> I like their ambition though like I think it's an ambitious film and I think it's okay I mean what I found interesting about it one the pound and the the dog warden is is a key character in all three but I thought he was he had a much bigger role in the first one before I saw it again he's very very small in Scamp's Adventure bigger role and you actually kind of see him and you know but and he's a bit bumbly uh, but very big role then in the live action like, and when I saw we saw the live action first I thought it was going to be you know the, a similar level of you, you he, misremembered you thought he was a bigger yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. a bigger character than he, than he was I think they actually I'll, I have, I'll talk about the pen maybe more when we get into Lady and the Tramp but I think they handle the dog catcher much better in the original film than in the sequel or the remake so the remake as a whole I quite like no I enjoyed I think it's it actually, I thought it was very well done and I thought it was much better than The Lion King oh um, much better I thought it was going to be kind of lifeless but actually yeah, and quite I, thought, a lot I thought I thought uh, one of the key problems with The Lion King remake the live action version was that the story was basically scene for scene the same and there was no originality in it which in theory sounds good because the original was great but if you're going to make a, a you know the, the question is what's the point in remaking a perfect film into something which is lifeless and is scene for scene shot the same the original or the the new version of the the new um live action of lady and the tramp is you know it goes it starts at point a and gets to point b in the same you know the same story but it's done in a different way and there's different songs and there's different scenes and there's you know uh different characters so i thought it was very well done i actually couldn't tell whether or not the animals were they sometimes dogs and sometimes I think they were sometimes dogs yeah okay. i also think that works in their favor too yeah because there were sometimes it's particularly in the when it started when La- when ladies first started talking i was like oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> but then as it got through it i kind of forgot i thought that the the speaking was done well it's difficult to make i would imagine it's difficult to make a dog look naturally <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because of the shape of their yeah, faces, is, yeah. you know. And their, but they don't have lips, muscles, really. Yeah. Well, not the same kind. Also, I felt like Lady and the Tramp were quite d- different interpretations of the characters. Like, Lady in the original is very demure and gentle. Well, Lady in the remake was a bit more... Sassy. Yeah, she was. Mm. Tramp probably was a bit more similar. Uh, and I think they tried, they massaged his... 
trauma at be- so they have a whole scene in the in the sequel in the remake where it shows him being abandoned and oh my god just a dog being abandoned oh, by their so own heartbreaking yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like he threw the ball for him to run after and then just skedaddled then in skedaddled. the car it's happened to me twice in my career where I've uh, turned up to work and there has been a dog tied to a signpost nearby and it just when you see the dog and he's looking at you he's confused and he's kind of wagging his tail at you but he's also like but you're not the person really that I want to see you're not but my I, person yeah and god knows how long he's been there oh it's awful it mm. is it's I, I just I almost think it's psychopathic um, how could people be so cruel like sure even we got out to Walker the other day and I had her on the lead so she's with me and you got back into the car to park the car and she was like where's he going where's he going yeah could you imagine just driving off driving off I mean the reason they do that is because they're embarrassed and shame they feel shame that yeah. they want they can't take care of the dog and they want they need to give it into a a rescue or a pound or whatever yeah. but it would be much better if they just walked in with the dog and said I can't take care of this dog please help me do you know the three main reasons why people can't take care of a dog Connor? it's because they don't have enough of something enough money yeah that's the first one enough time yeah that's the second one enough patience uh, uh, no I would say time kind of comes into that so when I'm in a school I do like an action where like <laughs> I make my arms really big enough space enough space ah. yeah so if you're getting a puppy the you need to make sure you have enough time to walk them enough space now dogs don't necessarily need a huge amount of space but some people just can't handle living with a big dog and its tail wags and knocks over all your wine glasses and stuff <laughs> <laughs> your reasonable number of wine glasses <laughs> yeah all that uh, so a lot of people just uh, a lot of people get dogs online they they like we've had cases of people thinking they got a little miniature Yorkshire Terrier um, it turns into a big Wolf which is literally a wolfhound yeah which isn't a thing by the way there's a lot the teacup and miniature a lot of websites will use these words and, and they'll also tell you that oh this is a 12 week old puppy and it's actually a, a five week old puppy and obviously a puppy of five weeks is far smaller than a puppy of 12 weeks but if you think it's 12 weeks you think it's going to be a smaller dog so yeah that's one reason space and then money is obviously dogs are expensive I mean the magic's dog food's 80 euro a month I would think Oh, I thought it, I thought one bag did us for a month, and it was like sixty or something. Eighty. Is it eighty? Yeah, it's eighty. I thought. Oh, we we got better food or something. We right? got better food. Yeah. <laughs> she stopped eating that the yeah. sixty euro bag. <laughs> Every two years we have to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> and then her ba- magic hasn't. We touch, oh, touch wood. She hasn't given us crazy expenses. Um, that. Uh, what? Bet bills. Bet well, bills. She's and she's never really been. Her skin too. has given us its issues over the years, and that's been expensive. But we've never touch wood, touch wood. We've never had a crazy surgery. No, like she's never. She had a surgery once. She got an injury in a doggy daycare on her on her hip, and she had to get that all stitched up. But whatever. Um, yeah, time, money, and space, Connor. Time, money, time, space. money, and it sounds space. like uh, Albert Einstein's equations. <laughs> another thing about the remake is they they really upped the diversity and there was a little bit of i think whispering online about i mean this is set in the it's i don't think it's set in the 50s i think it's set in the 20s is it 
looks older than the 50s yeah I mean they are like the the pound is the, the guy from the pound is like a, it's a horse drawn yeah, cart that. That the 50s. Yeah, maybe not uh, and the cars are well the cars could be from the 50s I don't know it's difficult to say I mean it's it's yeah I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I think I think there was a little bit of buzz online, being like, uh, "There's no way like mixed race couple." So the couple, D- Darling is black in the remake, and and Jim Deere is white. So it's a it's a mixed race couple, and people were like, "Mixed race couples, they weren't allowed to get married in that time." But you know, it's a film where dogs talk and yeah. sing. I think we had that conversation as well. You kind of said, "Does it take you out of it?" I was like, asking, like, "Does it does it distract a bit?" Because I, I suppose, was thinking. Well, uh, mixed race couples in the fifties, what weren't you know, weren't a thing, um, or in the twenties, <laughs> or definitely in the twenties. Um, and because I was thinking about that, I became conscious of it, and then it kind of just took me out of the movie for a little while. And then after after I just thought about it for five minutes, it was fine. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, I think that could be more of a, a product that we're just not used to seeing brown people in films that aren't modern a lot of the time. Uh, I mean, it is set in, I think, New Orleans. I don't know. That's, I, don't, I don't think that was the case for me. I think it was very much specifically that it was a mixed race couple in, but, you know, in, that, in, that, in that time period. Yeah, well, I mean, the original film is set... I, I normally, like, if in, in the film... In that time period, if there was a mixed race couple, the story would center around the problems yeah, that they yeah, had because yeah, yeah. of that. But uh, yeah, that's fair enough. But at the same time, like the original film is still set in the same time period in the same. I mean, New Orleans. I think it's New Orleans is an incredibly diverse city and always has been. Yet in the original film, every single character on screen is is white as the ace of spades. There isn't a. B- bit of diversity apart from some racist animals <laughs> voices well, we'll talk about that, that actually, <laughs> all played by we'll white we'll talk actors. a little bit more about that maybe in, in a bit um, yeah, yeah, yeah but I just I just mean that you know from you know, if you're talking about realism well then the original film should have had characters that were well white. I mean interestingly most of the human characters if not all of them except for the sort of ant you generally only see from the knee down. Yeah, it's all from the dog's point of view. It's all from it's all from what the dog would see. That's one of the things. I think the original Lady in the Tramp has some little nuances that just make it because it's quite a small film mm. in scale. But there's some little nuances in the in the way it's told that I think just make it a little bit special. And that is one of them. The POV that mm. and that's not in the sequel and it's not in the remake well in the remake the humans have a much bigger part yeah I, but I, I i don't think it's needed i th- i look jim deer and darling are these kind of almost godlike characters in the original that you never really see the, the only time you see a human's face is if it's from a distance because that's mm. when lady would or see and sarah you see her face quite clearly yeah yeah, but again, I think it's always from a distance. You never see her face right up to ladies. And it's well, no, you see her quite. You see her quite close and quite well in the baby's room, and when she's run down the stairs after the cats have. Well, maybe okay, okay. Place. But maybe that's an exception because she's kind of a more big presence. But we're very much we're heavily in ladies' point of view for ninety percent of the film. So when there's people in the house, it's all at her level, and I just think that it makes it. 
it's it's a more clever interpretation while in the remake and in the sequel it's just oh here's a story with dogs and humans and it's doesn't it's not as it's interesting actually that Aunt Sarah I think it's Aunt Sarah her role is to be the the villain I suppose a, a bit of a villain yeah and she's the only one that you see full length which kind of maybe shows that she is a you know from the dog's perspective a taller more imposing character which is quite clever I think we need a synopsis of, of we, in the Tramp. Anything we want to say about the the remake and the sequel and we'll leave it behind or do you want to just go straight into it now? Anything um, else to say? I thought it was interesting. Uh, obviously, there are some uh, racist issues with Lady in the Tramp, the original one, The and they come up with a, a, a notice at the start of the movie saying, oh, by the way, <laughs> this is bad then and bad now. We and know it was racist. Yeah. We are sorry. We, we're making a remake, and there's multi, there's interracial yeah. couples. <laughs> we have, we, but also, you know, it's here, and we're not going to delete that scene. Yeah, I think that was the right approach. I think liter- literature art is point in time and reflective of the time period that you're that you're living in at the, at the time it's made, and it might not be good, it might not be great, and people in the future might go, "Well, that's awful." But it's a reminder of where we've come from. Yeah, I think, and that's why I think putting the notice instead of just get, getting rid of it or heavily editing it, Lady in the Tramp put a notice beforehand, just saying we we're, we're aware that this is not cool. FYI, we we know, <laughs> and, and like you know, like they got rid of Sunflower in Fantasia. They have they have edited her out. They're, obviously, there's a bar that Disney have, and mm. I'd be really curious to see what where they think that bar is. But they, know, hang on, they edited Sunflower out, but they've decided not to edit Sai and Am, who were the cast. I like the thing about Sai, the Siamese cats, a lot of different countries and nationalities get a bit of a slagging in this because you know the Scottish Terrier has this Scottish accent the they they come to an Irish house and they're like oh here I get my bacon and cabbage um, the British Bulldog has a British accent the Russian uh, Wolfhound has a Russian sort of kind of accent and the Siamese cats from Siam Thailand have this then it's more than an accent, though, Con. Like, they have the book teeth. They have the, the bloody gong that goes off. Also, they are... Well, I don't mind. I mean, the gong... But I, no, I but the, the book teeth, okay, fine. And, the, you know, the, the characterization is probably less flattering. But I, I'm not entirely sure it's... I mean, it is racist. But I'm not entirely sure it's, like, really bad, you know. Well, another thing is that, like, all these dogs are kind of... Uh, with the other accents are all lovable and stuff while the cats are antagonistic and would you is, think, yeah, would as you, soon as they're introduced they're this threat well they were cats I know but they're but, but the, the only character uh, the only characters that like aren't white that are character are are are, uh, are, car- are caricatures of Asian uh, culture that is being used to be po- to poke fun uh, at Asian people, uh, and then they're also the antagonists. So it's not even in a kind of a oh come to our club. Do you think the I'd be interested to know about the the Chihuahua then? Well, that's yeah. I don't know. I mean, we I really mean, he should, was lovable. He was funny. We really. Need, I suppose we're two white people here yeah. talking about it. We'd need to ask uh, an Asian person what do they think. I mean, a Mexican person. 
what do they think you know there is an Irish accent it's not a dog I mean the Irish person is the zookeeper it's not actually an no, Irish too. well it's Trump that puts on the Irish accent oh that's true as well yeah. but the zookeeper's Irish as well is he? yeah Irish? and he I guess he starts a fight with the old English guy so I guess <laughs> <laughs> Irish people oh, are yeah, really true, violent yeah. I guess so that, the Irish and the English that could uh, be described as uh, maybe uh, but like I also don't think you can compare like Irish people yeah we've definitely felt, faced prejudice absolutely but it's not on the colour of our skin and it, it, it's not kind of like I, I well this is kind of this is going into kind of deep things and also things that I'm not a hundred I'm not the most qualified to talk about but I know a lot of um, Indian American kids in America felt that Native American no I mean Indian as in from the country of India Um, (laughs) when (laughs) I knew what I said (laughs) Uh, so Apu the actor who plays Apu said he's no longer going to play Apu in The Simpsons anymore and a lot of people were like why Apu's lovely and I always loved Apu and I always thought he was kind of a a warm character but a lot of Indian Americans said that like any time they went anywhere in America people would just say thank you come again and just like (laughs) just like that was all they heard and it was like literally the only example of an Indian American uh, in America was uh, in fiction was a poo and then his him and his wife who have eight kids yeah. um, and an arranged marriage and I I kind of found it tough when a poo was got rid of because I uh, for I mean, me the arranged marriage I mean that that's that's well I just mean just it's factual. all it's just all yeah well, yeah okay but it's it's pe- white people writing about other cultures in a uh, you know and you could say it's all in good fun but if yeah I just, it's just kind of a bit icky isn't it that's that's thing icky don't feel icky about about a poo but I can see why that would be very annoying with thank you come again being shouted at you uh, and you know maybe time. in the 50s when Lady in the Tramp was coming out every single Asian American had people singing that bloody Weesh. song to yeah, them know, so yeah. <laughs> well, well here we go again like, well do me synopsis we're 40 minutes in so there you go well yeah. I think we've talked a lot already a good yeah, yeah, all right, uh, Paul, you are up to do the synopsis. I feel I haven't done a synopsis. My last synopsis... Little Mermaid, was it? No, oh, you I did, did that. that. It was Dendorina. Wanda. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm totally out of practice. And I haven't really practiced this. Though I think it's a fairly... I think I should be fine. Though, you know, how many times have I said that? I, do, I, I don't feel this story is very No, it's a, complicated. It's, it's a rom-com. Actually, this film sort of reminded me of Essio Trot in that it's a rom-com with... Uh, I think it's a bigger film than Essio Trot. I don't even mean that obviously it's more famous. I just mean it's a bigger story than Essio Trot, but it's still a relatively small, light romantic comedy with some interesting themes. Okay, okay. so two minutes 40. On the, you, Can you I see like it? to see this thing? Yeah. On the clock, two minutes 40. Ready, steady, go! Okay, so it's Christmas and uh, uh, a husband and wife are giving each other presents and he gives her a box and uh, it turns out it's a puppy. Remember, do that. dog is for life, not just for Christmas. Talk about that later. Anyway, she's called Lady and she's a little cocker spaniel and um, that's fine. And then she grows older and she just has the best life ever in this beautiful mansion. Mansion. Oh, my beautiful house. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, she's having great and they give her a collar and she's delighted with herself. And then, darling, 
gets pregnant. Starling is the the mother, and Jim Deere is the. I also, I I love that that that's what she thinks their names are because they yeah. call each other. And she gets preggers, and well, and uh, she has two neighbors called Rusty and Jock, and they're like, she's like, oh, they're acting strange, and Rusty's like, yeah, she's preggers, mm. yeah, uh, they're gonna have a baby, and then. Uh, Tramp is passing this Tramp is like a homeless dog and he's like a baby oh when the baby comes in the dog goes out and Lady's like that'll never happen to me so the baby comes and Lady is introduced to the baby in the most responsible way ever it's fantastic I'm going to talk a good bit about that later Jim Deere and Lady are for, uh, and Darling are pretty good, good dog, dog owners they are some mistakes but good dog owners anyway they go away and uh, they get Aunt Sarah to doggy sit and babysit Babysit in the original, the doggy sit in the later one. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really a good point. And uh, she brings her two cats, and when she's upstairs, the cats t- destroy the house, try and eat the fish, and then blame Lady. So Aunt Sarah brings Lady to get a muzzle. They're the racist ones. They're the racist ones. She gets a muzzle. Lady freaks out because you have to muzzle train a dog, you can't just lob it on the gob. She freaks out, she gets lost. Um, and uh, and then she gets chased by these dogs and then Tramp finds her and he fends away the dogs and they have a lovely day and they get meatballs and they have a lovely time and then uh, the next day they're chasing chickens and she gets caught by the dog catcher and then she meets all the Tramp's old friends including Peg and Peg is like oh yeah you're with Tramp yeah he's a ladies man and uh, Lady is a bit upset with that and then she says oh, come on come on you're distracting me there I'm trying to feed off you uh, she says, uh, uh, so she goes, she gets her rescued from the pound, and then, uh, uh, you me off there. She gets rescued by the pound, <laughs> and then, uh, keep going. Tramp goes to her, and then she's like, feck off you, you left me to the dog catcher, and you with your big shagging all the other dogs and then he's all sad and then they see a rat go into the house he then saves the baby from the rat uh, the dog catcher captures him is about to bring him but uh, the old trusty chases them over it falls over the crate falls over uh, Jim Deere and Darling adopt Scamp and they have loads of puppies at the end <laughs> Connor went up for a beer there halfway through. Spent the year is now spent 2055 and Paul has just finished his synopsis. <laughs> Connor, halfway through my synopsis, walks to the fridge, yeah. takes a beer bottle open, uh, like spends half an hour trying to... <laughs> Totally throws me You off should be in the zone. You should be. I'm trying to bounce off you. I'm not, me? I'm not saying anything. No, I'm like trying it's to bounce off you. You're walking off. Don't blame me in. just because you lost your, your, tra- no, your way, Paul. I, Don't blame me because you lost your way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if he had done it perfectly. He wouldn't be saying this, by the way. It's just because he lost his I would have thought. I, w- I would have said, I did it per- I would have said, I did that perfectly despite you trying to distract me off me again because you not have waited another I didn't try and distract you you got distracted you let yourself that's rookie mistake that was unsportsmanlike <laughs> listen there's a few things to chat about have you when did you first see this film oh god when I was a kid sometime I had a book of this when I was too young. How do you remember these things? I don't like. I mean, I saw it one time when I was like four, and then I you're like, have, I had a book, and I was in this place. I have a 
incredible memory when Ridiculous it comes to memory. films and, and stories and stuff. Just that, <laughs> not like useful information like, 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 like how to change uh, a plug. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Yvonne with her anecdotes about <laughs> friends, embarrassing, yeah, yeah. embarrassing As in people anecdotes. we know. Like, yeah. oh, you did this 1992. Yeah. Did you remember that? <laughs> uh, no, I had a book of this, a picture uh, when I was too young to read. So that's how long ago it was. And I would have seen Dumbo a few times when I was around that age. And in the book, there was lots of pictures of Lady running with her ears kind of out to the sides. And I guess she was running, so her legs weren't touching the ground. So I, without not being able to read, I just presumed that Lady could fly. And I remember wanting, specifically saying to my mum, I want to get this VHS. And eventually we rented it. And my first... the reaction to this film was disappointment because the the lady didn't fly <laughs> and I was like this is not good she doesn't fly but yeah, there you go but I, I grew to like it mm. I did think she was a Cavalier King Charles though for years she looks like a King Charles she to doesn't me. look like a Cocker Spaniel definitely in the remake anyway she looks like a King Charles yeah um, you mean the live action one yeah She's no, she doesn't. Face. She's no, she looks that, that that she looks more like a kind of a I think it's like a, a Welsh Cocker Spaniel but um she doesn't look like the typical Cocker Spaniels that you would see, all right. But, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, and I wanted a Cocker Sp- I wanted a King Charles Spaniel so bad as a kid. But my parents are like, no, they have lots of health problems, which they do. But I still wanted one. King Charles wouldn't be a breed that I would be attracted to. Oh, they're lovely. I, now, at this stage in my life, no, I, I, I prefer me big. I like a big dog, personally. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Do you know one thing I like about this film? The responsible dog ownership. But yeah, this is Lady's film. It's very much her film. Yeah, it does center around her. I mean, I know it's Lady and the Tramp, but I feel like it is, I would say, 60 to even 70% Lady and 30% Tramp. There's not a whole lot of scenes where it's just him, but there's an awful lot of scenes where it's just her. Well, yes. I mean, I suppose at the start in your synopsis, you kind of skipped over the start where you do see him waking up in the in the railway station you know and he goes and gets breakfast and then he saves his two friends that's how we're introduced to peg and that's true and then he meets lady because he runs yeah no i obviously there are well i did say that there's there's some scenes on his own but like there is a huge amount of scenes with just lady yeah and like she has all like most of the characters apart from peg who we only really we actually see peg interact more with lady than tramp she's just interacting with lady about tramp most of the characters in this film are extensions of lady so jim dear hmm. darling and sarah jack an trusty arc? who lady not really she uh, grow i really think she uh, i know what you mean she doesn't really well i suppose her relationship with tramp has an arc yeah i think they have the typical rom-com relationship where they're from it's not an arc. Yeah, okay. yeah i would say so like they they meet each other i think in a rom-com the arc is more the couple's arc coming together insofar as they they meet each other and they're they, at, the, at first he's kind of like not you know ideal like her friends are like oh he's a bad boy you don't want to go around him and then he rescues her and then she, he kind of wins her over and then they're getting on great and then they have the fight that's a real rom-com thing they have but the I fight think, well, and then they make though, up but generally the, the in the rom-com in a rom-com couple get together have a great time one person does something 
wrong and then has to sort of redeem themselves. Yeah, and that's what Trump does. But Trump redeems himself, so the growth is on Trump, so kind of he has... Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay, good point. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) Oh, wow, that's Film Critique 101. I would drop my mic, but I like it too much. (laughs) Fair enough. It's also most cartoon characters that aren't human. The default tends to be male and it's unusual like and a dog tends to be a masculine animal as well so it was kind of nice having a main character in a fe- in a film that was a female dog like mm. is there another female dog that is the main character of a franchise or a film that's a very specific question to put me but on but think of any cartoon dogs there are like um, i guess lassie but lassie's not really a cartoon I didn't know that I remember I didn't know that that was a female dog you didn't know Lassie recently. I know I know I never copped Lassie I was just a name it was just a name of a dog I never I never copped that it was a female dog <laughs> in your event Lassie's always played by a male Aha! dog because male dog male rough collies have thicker hair I guess mm. rough collies mm. yeah um, and Lady is adorable yeah, I thought the I thought it was interesting. I think there was a couple of distinctions between Lady in the original and Lady in the in the live action, which was interesting. She's quite different. She's quite different. Yeah, Jim Deer and Darling, they're, they're a little bit distracted as you would be, and then Darling refuses to take Lady for a walk. Yeah, and then she slaps her, which she shouldn't have done. Yes, that was bad. Never it was it was it was a knee jerk reaction to her jumping on her, but it was not a good thing to yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, and lady does admit it didn't hurt, yeah. <laughs> and I guess she was preggers and you know Def- <laughs> defensive of her. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, uh, I feel like they Jim Deer and Darling. They do you know when she actually says no? I'm not going to take you for a walk today. Yes. Well, one of the advice we give. So I we do actually in in work we actually talk about we give advice to expectant parents on um, introducing your dog, and one of the big problem one of the biggest problems we have is that a lot of couples let their dogs sleep, especially dogs like Lady, like little pampered pooches sleep you know? in the bed. Lots of couples have the dog sleeping in the bed. Oh, no. and that's just not. We don't have the dog sleeping no, in the bed. Our dog doesn't even that. come upstairs. No. And uh, I've never been. I, I love dogs so much, but I don't need them in my bed. That's that's fine. It's two things: not in the bed, and no begging at the dinner table. Yes, I've yes. When Magic was a puppy, I made a very active decision never to give her any food that I eat. So Magic doesn't associate you and I eating with her eating. Therefore, she doesn't beg. It's just a lovely thing for a dog. There is, it is irritating when you're at a friend's house and the dog is just jumping looking at, at you. you. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. annoying. The only person magic begs of is my grandmother because yeah, she's, she's, she's 97 and she gives her stuff and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But, oh yeah, expecting parents. A lot of expecting parents, when the baby comes, obviously the baby will be in a crib and when the baby's crying at night, that's going to be really distressing for the dog. Like suddenly this peaceful room is going to have this sound coming from it it's going to be very stressful so we would say to uh, parents no don't have the dog sleeping in the room wean them out uh, of the room by the time the baby arrives and do that a good bit in advance so by Mm -hmm. the time the baby arrives the dog isn't associating well the fact that as soon as the baby comes on the baby kicks me out yeah and that's creating a negative association with the baby Uh, and all the associations with a baby should be positive it should be all about Nice interactions mm. and stuff. And so when you're introducing your dog, 
to your baby. You're to do it in a really positive, gentle way and make it a really nice experience. And I think both films do this quite well. Yeah, in the cartoon, they have the cot being kind of sw- uh, rocked back and forth. Mm. And ladies, so ladies cute. Rocking, she's so rocking forward with it. Yeah, yeah, and then he lifts her up and sees. And then the sequel, she kind of licks the the baby's feet. Yeah. And they both do that quite well. We would also recommend that you have like baby crying sounds in the house obviously that would have been hard to do in the 20s but now we'd say like youtube videos and stuff and we would also say that when the baby is in that when the baby before the baby comes up yeah to kind of get the dog and you can control the volume then so you can start off really quiet i don't think magic would be bothered with that she's not really noise sensitive Mm. but some dogs would be and then another thing we say and this is what i think darling was kind of doing the other way lady says we've always enjoyed our, our afternoon walk oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then she doesn't get the walk that day well I think she says afternoon rump yeah that's, that's <laughs> different connotations now <laughs> so it, some people would say well I'm going to walk the dog loads before the baby arrives because I won't have time when the baby's here the dogs aren't like logical they will just get to see oh I'm getting loads of attention and then suddenly it stops yeah and the the only difference is that there's now this baby here so they will then associate the baby with the lack of attention so actually it's not a bad idea to wean your dog off the amount of walks they're getting leading up to some i i don't know if Walt disney was <laughs> doing this on purpose maybe that's what darling was doing she was like no i'm gonna so not. darling was doing darling was reacting how people probably would react in that situation but maybe not doing it in a very in the in the best way well she was not taking her for a walk so maybe she was getting lady ready to not once the baby arrived lady wasn't going to get walked every day maybe or maybe not as much so darling was kind of maybe saying okay no you're not going to get walked today lady so therefore lady wouldn't necessarily associate not getting a walk with the, because that was before the baby arrived there was but then some she other, slapped her and she shouldn't do that there was some other scenes so like lady always runs up to Jim Deere when he's home from work and he's like oh lady oh you're such yeah, a good dog yeah, and yeah. You, she puts a thing on her nose yeah. and then you know a treat or whatever and that all stops and he kind of just rushes past her and you know it's it's quite upsetting actually it is upsetting she doesn't understand what's and going on and there's that on. lovely song that she doesn't sing but she, her voice is singing it in the background when she's kind of creeping up the stairs yeah and she yeah, is because yeah. it's a lovely it's it's so I'm, heavily in her point of view that she doesn't even really know what a baby is interestingly in the original this is another kind of slight nuanced difference um in the original, she she so the baby comes and it's all hustle bustle in the house and she creeps up and goes, "What is this little thing?" <laughs> and she goes into the room, and the, the the cradles are being rocked back and forth and, and and whatever, and Jim lifts her up to have a look at the baby and it's it's lovely. In the remake, she goes into the room and. Uh, Jim Deere walks over and says out of here now lady this is the baby's room and closes the door yeah, in her face yeah, yeah. That's I thought that was interesting so I, I think the original did handle the original handled the interaction better but probably in the uh, well no, I, don't, I don't know if this is a fair statement for a lot of families in maybe the 1950s uh, the remake was probably a more Accurate. common yes. reaction yes yeah I agree like when you think like to be fair in the original film Jim Deere and Darling are just a bit distracted fair, they have a new baby it's it's fine yeah. like but they're they really care about Lady and like they end up adopting 
tramp and then you know keeping all the puppies i guess uh so there's a much more there's a much stronger disconnect in the remake between lady and the humans leading up to when they they go away for a few days i got the impression uh, when they went away for a few days they left and the impression i had was they don't really care about lady as much anymore but in the original that's not the case. No. They love her still and it's very evident and they, they they just are going away for a few days and they get Aunt Sarah to come and, and, and babysit. But they say, bye lady, be a good dog now. And, yeah, yeah, But yeah. they don't say anything to her when they leave. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? So like, they're more loving. Even though you actually know them better in, this, in the remake, the kind of nameless gods <laughs> in the original are, are more tender to her as a whole. Um, though at the same time, don't leave your dog with someone who isn't a dog person. <laughs> and they don't give her any instructions. They don't even give her any instructions for the baby. They're just like, oh, best of luck there looking after the baby. Well, I assume maybe the implication is that Sarah had loads of kids or something. I know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. But in the original, and we mentioned this before, they leave the baby. And so they're, they're going away for a <laughs> yeah. weekend. And I wonder in the remake where they like, you know, similar to the, the whole racist elements where they're like, oh, people don't do that nowadays. You know, they you don't leave your baby out, your newborn baby yeah, for a weekend. Yeah, for a weekend. Um, yeah you're probably right. Yeah. But then it does seem a little strange that you would get an aunt who isn't into dogs. dogs. And she didn't even realize she was dog sitting. Yeah. She, they just had her over and then they were like... <laughs> because she was still living in the 50s in the first one and she was like, clearly I'm babysitting. And then she was like, holy fuck, what, I'm dog sitting? <laughs> yeah. She also makes a passive aggressive mark that he doesn't make any money. And I'm like, yeah, have you seen the house that musician. they're living in? Oh, you poor musician. The fucking size Unless of the Darling inherited that house because we don't see her parents. Maybe. Yeah. But even still, if they inherited happy days, let him play piano. Um, well it seems the implication seems to be that her side of the family is which the is wealthy wealthier family, yeah. because Aunt Sarah brings her a, very, a priceless vase or something mm. which is also a bit you know when in the remake she, she is a black person in the 1950s which is probably it's the 1920s uh, there were wealthy black people um, yeah I suppose there were wealthy black people then they just weren't marrying white people mm. I mean maybe so I don't know maybe some of them were Another thing is that um, this is really sad. It's like really common for couples to get a dog when they're first married because it's like, oh, we're, let's get something to lo- love and then have a baby. And then as soon as they have a baby to get rid of the dog, that's, that's so common. Yeah. And that's a big part of our campaign is like, it's perfectly, it's perfectly safe, but the best thing to do is just prepare beforehand. So, mm. Yeah. And don't let your child, like, climb on the dog and hang out of the dog's ears and stuff, for yeah. God's sakes. Do you know one thing I didn't like about the dogs? Which dogs? All of them, nearly. Okay. Most of them have their tails docked. In the boat Lady and the Tramp have their tails docked. I don't think Tramp does in the remake, but Lady does in the remake. That's uh, it's is it common for cocker spaniels? Yeah, cocker spaniels get uh, traditionally cocker spaniels have like a half a tail, like them, and then other dogs like French bulldogs are just are Rothweilers are just no tail, no tail at all. Whenever I see a young couple with a puppy, or any say anybody with a puppy that's had their tail docked, and it's clearly a new puppy they've gotten, 
and I'm making a fuss of the puppy I always say what happened to their tail mm. and then this couple are like what, what, what do you mean and I'm like their tail they're, why doesn't your puppy have a tail and they're like oh it just came like that and I was like no that's t-. and I will say it in the ha- I will be- kill them with kindness with my like tone and I'm playing with the puppy but I'll be like no no it's totally illegal to chop a dog's and I, I won't say dock I'll say chop I'll say it's totally legal to chop a puppy's tail off it's really really bad yeah 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 oh you're so gorgeous oh you're so gorgeous where's your tail and then I'm like where's your tail <laughs> yeah because people don't realise yeah. people don't realise that it's like it's just become this thing like it's mutilation it, you mutilate this animal and dogs use their tail to communicate so it's it's so important from a safety point of view that you like let them have this tool so that they can tell you how they're feeling anyway there you go this is turning into a bit of a lecture isn't it <laughs> look this is this this is all my, my yeah uh, you better start paying for this podcast now you're getting all this like, <laughs> yeah i know this is good stuff no. so jock played by a man <laughs> in the original um i don't know who he was but played by ashley jensen in the uh, the remake yeah Ashley Jensen from Extras from Extras love her Betty. yeah she's great and she's in Afterlife actually Scottish as well yes I don't think he was Scottish somehow <laughs> no and I don't think he had a great accent I thought so uh, just Jock and Rusty Trusty Trusty who is the bloodhound who's kind of lost his sense of smell but then has turns it? out he has the biggest arc in the film really he's a little subplot yeah, so he has this. He, he's an he's an older dog. He's got these kind of old tales, uh, um, of back in the day when he was a bloodhound with his sense of smell and all that kind of stuff. But he's kind of lost his sense of smell, but then ends up saving the day by using his sense of smell. In the original, after Lady comes back, she's had her little adventure with Tramp. She got taken to the pound. Um, Jim Deere and Darling come and collect her, bring her home. And she's pissed off with Trump. Tells Trump to back off. Rusty and Jock go over to see if she wants to marry one of them, <laughs> so that she will have a home with them or something. Yeah, it'll. Co- I have my thesis statement is to do with that, but I I could be like that. Like they In a feel bit of like a creepy kind of way. I thought. <laughs> Yeah, my thesis statement has a theory about that, but I think maybe you could argue that, like, a lady has resigned herself that her owners don't want her anymore. But they've been nothing but lovely to her, and they... they well, she, they're not there anymore. It's just Sarah in the house. At this stage. Oh, that's a different... Yeah, that's different in... in, so in the original... Sorry, in the remake, Jim... And, and darling collector, collector. And then kick Sarah out. And, and kick Sarah out. Off. And that's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah. But it, I guess Sarah actually goes to the. You don't see it, but Sarah goes to the pound and the. And, oh yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it is peculiar. I you guess know, rather than just going over and saying, "Oh, you can stay with us if you want," <laughs> yeah, and know. she's kind of like, "No, no." <laughs> this old, old bloodhound <laughs> and this old Scottish <laughs> terrier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I do like the two of them. They're like the kind of the old, like they're so sweet. They love Lady, yeah. and they're Jock has a much uh, in the new uh, in the newer one a much kind of more developed I mean, character or something. The, the new film fleshes out nearly every character. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just kind of model that for his crazy owner that just like puts him in puts her in different yeah. uh, clothes and all the rest. And then Trusty, Trusty, not Sam, so much. Sam Elliott plays Trusty. 
But he doesn't. He's not as as well developed, I think. No, they just they have the same plotline with his nose. Yeah. But yeah, in the original script, Trusty was actually meant to be killed by the. So so when he's chasing well, after the sad. dog pound, it collapses on Trusty. And in the original um, script, he died then. But Disney thought, oh, it's a bit too bleak. I think they were trying to capture what happened in Bambi. But in Bambi and in, in Lion King, when, when the deaths happen, it's kind of before the second act. So we have time then to yeah. kind of, for the character then to get over that death. This is at the end. And it's just like... Trusty's death wouldn't be... Like the death of Bambi, Bambi's mother, I should say, and Mufasa, for example is is a turning point in the main character's yeah. life that lets them progress yeah this would have just been this mean. would have just been the dog dies and, and sure, lady's like oh, oh fuck oh well great and jock is like oh there's my best bud yeah. great oh, i guess we have tramp back yay yeah, and I'm going to the <laughs> yeah no I'm, i think they made they absolutely made the and it's yeah. lovely then because then when you see him coming up with the broken leg you're yeah, like yeah. yay there's Jock oh there's Jock coming up where's Rust oh there's Rust yeah 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 it is nice it is nice they're great supporting characters yeah I think it was good as well to make Jock a female because typically in animation you'll get like one like when you're not talking about humans you'll get one female character for every like eight male characters like in in Lady and Tramp 2 there's like one there's Angel who's the love interest and then there's one of the junkyards who's like a female Afghan hound I think mm. and then the rest of them are just all male and pretty much in the pound apart from Peg they're all boys right yeah so there's uh, the Chihuahua with the Mexican accent and then there's the uh, Russian wolfhound with the Russian accent yeah. uh, there's the British bulldog mm-hmm. what else there's a few just kind of mangy ones yeah. and then there's Peg and in in the in Scamp's adventure, there's a French bulldog who speaks a bit like these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but there's, <laughs> there's a few like <laughs> there's a few irresponsible like dog warden things happening. Like in the sequel, they throw Scamp into a cage, into a kennel with this huge big aggressive yeah. dog, and it's like no, if you work in dog rescue, you don't be putting puppies in with like these dogs that'll rip. Them no, apart. you don't. Yeah, and even the fact that there's so many dogs together in the one cage like that would be rare and that would happen after like you've done very you know extensive socializing and making sure that they get on okay and rarely would you have more than two occasionally you might have three if they stuck for space or if something. you're and they all get on and they're mm-hmm. kind of small dogs um also i actually another thing i think the original does better they all apart from the dash hound and the chihuahua they all and I guess Peg is a Pekinese. Oh, the Dutch has a, has has a, a John John accent. accent. <laughs> they all kind of look kind of like Tramp. They all kind of are mongrelly, you know. Yeah, and even yeah. though Peg, I think, is a Pekinese, she kind of looks like a Pekinese cross. Like she doesn't yeah. look like. She also kind of looks like she has black eyes. I think that's meant to like be like eyeshadow. Like mm. Peg is basically this bar singer who's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like Nancy out of Oliver. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's had a little jazz bar with a and like her her um her hair almost looks like a, a boa. A boa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And her like her and her, it's not her hair. Her tail yeah. is like a boa. Yeah. Well, in the in the remake, like it's just full of all these like there's a German Shepherd. Peg looks like she's just about to go out in cruffs. <laughs> uh, there's the, a French bull. If a French bulldog came into our place, it would no longer hit. It would be no unless it was an, a dog that had that was had very challenging behavior. 
And if that's the case, you wouldn't have them mm. probably mixed They'd in with other dogs. Off, French Bulldogs would be a, a Pekingese, a Chihuahua, or a French Bulldog uh, would be swiped up. And German Shepherds, I wouldn't say be swiped up, but they would be. Mm. Yeah, like, and they, like, as soon as. But you don't see, I mean, I don't see a lot of, well, I don't think I do, a lot of French Bulldogs around the place. They're, you're starting to get a bit more popular. There's one around us here somewhere. Is there? Um, and there's a good few in Dublin. Yeah, they are popular. And pugs as well. There's no pugs. And like they make a reference that like when Lady arrives, they're like, oh, you know, she'll be whipped. She doesn't yeah, belong yeah, yeah, here. She, now, she does have a collar, to be fair. It's not just that she is a beautiful pedigree. There's one thing as well that I like in the original that the dog, dog snatchers and dog pounds and stuff, they often get these terrible raps and. Raps yeah, I and think fiction. when you think of the pound, even nowadays, you think of the pound, you think of big bullies going around snatching up dogs dog and hunters putting them down and yeah. killing them and that yeah yeah like I, I to be fair I, I can like there are our dog there's, there's dog pounds in Ireland that don't have great reputations I imagine in the 1920s in America dog pounds weren't mm, are they not all state run uh, I think they're privately run the state might pay them. I don't I don't know they should have defined standards or something really shouldn't they yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't exactly know how how it works. I don't work for a pound. I work for a, a dog charity. But um, most charities now and mo- uh, have no kill policies, and the every pound has to register the amount of dogs that it, that gets euthanized every year, and they're pub- that, that's in the public domain. So, so euthanization, yeah, in our, yeah, euthanizing dogs has gone way, way down than, than the way it was, and I imagine in America it wasn't great. But generally speaking, people who work in dog pounds, they work in dog pounds because they love dogs and they want mm. to do, they want to care for dogs, and that's the you know, and making dog making dog keepers and dog snatchers the bad guys, well. Are they are they the bad guys or are are they a product of the society that has people giving dogs as Christmas presents? You know, like mm. Jim Deere and uh, Darling, they give Lady as a Christmas present. Now they do seem to be responsible enough in, in some ways, and they do seem to very much love her. But had they gone to a rescue, you know, mm. they wouldn't have to do that. Uh, also, they don't neuter. Well, they don't know. You don't know. I mean, Lady could have come from the pound or from a dog rescue. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, I mean, again, I don't know about my twenties, but you wouldn't. We no rescue would let you get a dog like to, as a Christmas present uh, on Christmas Eve or anything. That, yeah, that wouldn't okay. happen. Uh, they don't neuter her, so she has a, yeah. she has a whole litter of puppies. Uh, granted, they're fortunate and wealthy enough to have the resources to be able to keep those puppies. Um, They've got a load of dogs. Yeah, but I hope to God they would neuter Lady or Tramp. Now, <laughs> or else they'll Maybe be. They want more dogs. No, it's just why would if they want more dogs? Well, then that that's four homes. Like if they were to rehome those dogs, those dogs would take up four homes, and then that would be four dogs that would be in theory left in pounds and shelters. And if those dogs can't get rehomed, then they'll be killed by these dog evil dog snatchers. And Lady and Jim Deere will be able to clutch their peer, their pearls and be like, "How awful! They're killing the dogs." Well, are they killing the dogs because? Society is oh, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's so boxy. It's huh? Am I so boxy? 
No, no, no. I was, I was going to say it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, there we are. There's our lesson for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other characters that you'd like to talk about? We didn't talk about Trump much. We haven't talked about Trump. He's a charmer. I mean, he's a charmer. He's I like that he's nice. a ladies' man. Like yeah. I like they, did, they they also watered that down and the, they were like oh he just can't be tied down you don't kind of they don't really explore it they just say that and um, I suppose in the I don't know the I can't remember now in the original in the in the remake you find out that he had this he was abandoned and he had this loving home and that's why he's yeah. so. Uh, can't understand why she wants to go back to this home because they they just they'll kick her out and all the rest yeah. of it. And he's lost his faith in humans, I suppose. I don't think they say that so much in the in the original. He seems he doesn't seem to have a chip on his shoulder about no. he just likes his freedom and he likes the ladies mm. and he ends up just falling falling for in love lady. with a lady. And it's yeah. very sweet. And I I I do appreciate that the sequel massaged arcs and made them a bit more deep and stuff. But I also think the story works without all that. And I, I don't actually think Lady and the Tramp needed any of that. It, it, mm. When they did it, it was fine and it makes a nice remake. But I, I think it works fine on its own. Yeah. No, I, agree. I also like the fact that like Peg and Tramp, like, like she's his ex and she's like, well... I'll always have the memory. <laughs> I like that. And then in the sequel, they imply that that Afghan hound, she was like, well, he didn't stay with me anyway, that's for sure. So like, he's just had girlfriends all over the show. One of the funniest things actually in the remake is when he, you, he does, they do explore how he's a bit of a ladies' man. Uh, and he goes up to two poodles and says, hey, ladies, are you sisters? <laughs> and there's these really elaborate poodles that both look like girls. And one of them goes, that's my that's my wife, mate. <laughs> that's my wife, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. There's some really, really funny parts in the yeah, sequel yeah. that I wasn't expecting. There's a really funny bit. I won't spoil the joke because it'll be funnier if you see it. But there's a really, really funny bit when they're getting on the boat as well. And lady, how lady gets on the boat. Yeah. That's very, very funny. Yeah, no, it's good. But we, uh, Peggy Lee played Peg in the original. original yeah. That's what Peg was called after yeah. her. And she also wrote all the music. Oh, right. Very yeah. Good. And uh, Lady, the, the songs are okay. Yeah, uh, I think I think that song, the, yeah. he's, a, the, the, he's a Tramp, and the icon, is amazing. And the, the, very, the very iconic scene of the oh, meeting. The, the, God, I forgot the chorus. The, that's a beautiful song. It's yeah. so romantic. Yeah, no, the music's really, really good. I mean, the, we are Siamese. I mean, no. <laughs> she actually played the voices of them as well, Peggy Lee. Of Siamese? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And how does that song go again with the Italians? <laughs> I, I was going to be like, you know how the song goes, Connor. We're not singing it again. <laughs> the Siamese song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't think. Yeah. But it's lovely. And the, the, the chefs... The chefs are great, actually. The chefs are great. They yeah. have this massively busy restaurant and, you know, kitchen and whatever. But these two dogs turn up and they're like, oh, stop everything. Let's get a, you know, candle and some <laughs> make. They're doing like, they're totally role playing that. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> How about three meatballs? Three! I said six! Okay, you're the boss. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Six yeah. Yeah. And like they're like scratching scamp on his belly and stuff, and then yeah. going off and cooking, and cooking, <laughs> yeah, 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 cooking everyone's <laughs> dinner. Uh, it's lovely. Yeah, that whole scene is just gorgeous. Like it really is romantic. And they have the whole date night, and then we see all the couples in the cars, and it's lovely. It's really yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah, and I would say the I would say the spaghetti scene is in is one of the most iconic romantic scenes in Absolutely, cinema yeah. in cinema yeah yeah no particularly the well the the spaghetti kiss and then the nudging the nudging the yeah. yeah and like so like some yeah like that's amazing like i'm trying to even think is there another like romance scene that is as famous as the spaghetti scene like i'm sure there's a few oh, like, well there's you know um what is this? Oh, how much uh, she's having? I, I, yeah. Uh, here's looking at you, kid. Um, you had me at hello. You had me at hello. Yeah, I think this is more iconic than them. It certainly has a visual. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean. If you guys are, who are listening have any other iconic romance scenes that you think yeah, let us top know. this, let us know. We've got these cons gone. <laughs> we actually had a comment the other day. Oh, we had one comment. <laughs> no, on two. We had one on Little Mermaid and one on Fantasia. <laughs> we couldn't see some of the comments on SoundCloud for some reason. I don't. Reason. Sometimes I don't it says you have a comment and when you go to look, it's not there. Unless unless SoundCloud can say, oh, you have a comment, but just not on this platform or something. I don't, or, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm done. I don't think there's much more to uh, be said. Okay, I think, Connor, it is time for my... Paul's thesis statement. Thesis statement. Yeah, okay. So this one, I actually... Do you know the way sometimes I'm like, is this subtext? Or could you look at a film from this angle? That's kind of where I'd like to go with my thesis. I haven't had thesis statement in two films. None for Brave and none for... I don't, why didn't you have one for Brave? I just didn't really have one. I just didn't. I, I don't understand Fantasia. There's nothing. I didn't yeah. think. I, I maintain that Brave is a fairly bland plot. <gasps> I don't think there's there's any. Darina. I maintain that. I said Do that. You hear what he's saying, Darina. Well, I, I didn't see anything beyond, beyond what was put on you screen. You were going to have some voice messages on what's Jeff going, Paul! I said this to her face <laughs> on the podcast. It's I know, there you're reiterating I enjoy the film, but I don't think there's a whole lot of things behind what we're seeing on the screen. That's just my opinion. Okay. What subtext do you find in Lady well, in the Well, I'm not sure if this is subtext or is it literally just <laughs> text. And I thought when you were talking about Jack, Jack and Trusty, you might maybe have been going that direction okay so here's my my theory i have a theory that lady was in heat when she ran off and you know when the dogs and the I, by the way i i had this in my head and i googled this thinking is this a thing that i've done no there's loads of people that thought this before not special that always seems to what was the other thing a couple of weeks transgender, ago transgender transgender mermaids these folks if we're, we're doing a little film like SEO Trot and I have a hot take fair enough but like Lady and the Tramp these films have been watched billions, billions of times it's seven nearly picked 70 apart, years old yeah. it's been picked apart okay so my theory is Lady was in heat okay. right uh, and do you know when you see the dogs chasing her down the alley that, that, that Tramp saves her from okay yeah. I think they were like Ooh. There is a little bit of cocker spaniel, <laughs> a cocker from uh, Park. I keep on saying Park Avenue. They are wanting her. Right. Tramp jumps in, fights them off. Yeah, as often male dogs and, will fight over a lady, and gets a sniff. And he plays the long game. Right, 
and that they sleep together like and so far they we see them cuddling with all these romantic music and then she wakes up her ear is over him like which to me is like a duvet you know like the equivalent of duvet and she's like I didn't I didn't mean to spend the whole night with you so they had the ride okay she gets back Uh, she discovers she's pregnant when she's in the pound does she discover that? this is my theory they never say it. Oh, right, this okay. is my theory. She discovers she's preggers. That's why she's... And then she's also... When she finds out she's preggers, she finds out that he's been doing this with half the girls in the right, county. Okay, yeah. She's depressed, as you would be. And that's why Jock and Trusty proposed to her. Because they were... They're like, well, look, I don't... You know, I will marry you and we will raise your puppies together. Well, they don't say we'll raise your puppies together. No, they don't say they, it because they I say, you know... Because they don't want to be like, yeah, you banged the dog la- last night. <laughs> I don't know. I'm reaching. No, uh, they literally go up to her and they're like, do you want to marry me? Will you marry one of us? Yeah, but that's because... out of nowhere. I know, but that's because... But that they say because... Um, they think she's going to be out on her arse because, because the baby's coming. Well, that's what, I, that's what I suggested earlier on. But then just say well why didn't you come in with me and my owner they literally are like I know we're a bit old I know well maybe you're right maybe maybe she is pregnant at that point I, I, when you were saying maybe she's in heat I was thinking well maybe that's why they're coming over to say okay we'll, we'll try oh, and no. what? Oh, that, oh, that, oh, I don't like the sound of that because <laughs> <laughs> they're like mm. I mean no that, that, I don't like the sound of that no I don't think so you don't I think like they're the out of it. Therefore, it's not true. Uh, I'm going to make up something else. No, the reason I think I think that, th- that makes sense to me that they're like she's pregnant. She's in a spot of bother. I mean, so they're like offering to kind of like rescue her. That might be something that if a young girl got, you know, I'm sure you know Rusty and Jock's owners might not be too happy with Lady giving birth to four puppies. <laughs> None of these look like Scottish Terriers or yeah. Bloodhounds, Lady. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Also, I think it's hilarious that her three daughters are like purebred cockers and her yeah. son is a purebred Mumble. whatever scamp is. <laughs> anyway, anyway, listen, it, you can dispute it. I don't necessarily say it's true, but that is a little idea that I had and it is this week's Paul's thesis statement. So listen, Khan, that's how are we for time? Trump. 125. Oh my goodness, but editing this could be 115. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have a little review? Oh no, we have to put this in our list. Okay. I have my list in front of me here. We have to scroll up and down now. I don't think... I don't think I will put this very high. I think I enjoyed it. I think it was a a nice rom-com. I don't... I think there's a lot better films on our list, more... Interesting yeah, films. I agree. It's a, it's a very charming small film. Yeah, it's a, uh, I, it I, is a very small film, really. Yeah, um, but I think everything it does, apart from the whole racism thing, <laughs> everything it does apart from that, it's pretty good though. Uh, and I like Lady, and I like Tramp. Where are you thinking? I think I prefer to Fantasia. I prefer to Fantasia anyway, but I, I don't. Prefer, think I prefer I this to Lame is. This is much more charming than Lame is. Do you prefer to scream? No. So then it's getting in at 14. 
Yeah, 14 after Scream and before Les Mis. I mean, Scream, Lady and the Trap and Les Mis. Could you get three more? <laughs> <laughs> to, I think that's a nice... Personally, I actually think this is better than Brave. I think Brave was too high on our list, but that was fine. That was a compromise. So uh, I so we're putting this... Uh, number, 14. number 14. Between Scream and Les Mis. Very good. There you nice, go. respectable spot. Disney Week. Week. That's Disney. Aww. I feel Disney like Week. Disney, Disney, whatever. I feel like we really enjoyed this, but like looking at our list, like they're not crazy high. Uh, well, Little, Little Mermaid got number two. I mean, that's pretty good. But then you're way down to ten before you get to Brave. And ten, then fourteen, and fifteen. <laughs> no, f- uh, sixteen. Sorry, th- it's ten, fourteen, and yeah, sixteen. Okay, okay. Two, ten, fourteen, sixteen. Yeah. Oh, look at nine down there at the end. Nine down there at the end. We'll be there say. another while, let's yeah, say. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so. You want to be something really bad to... to Maybe I'll p- uh, pick something shitty. <laughs> Listen, do you have anything to say about Disney Week? Disney season? Uh, just that I've really enjoyed it, and I hope we come back to it sometime. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I enjoyed watching some animated ones, and I enjoyed doing some classics, because like Fantasia and Lady and the Tramp, well, these are proper, proper classics. Mm. And I've enjoyed just watching other films in the decade as well that we've yeah. been doing. I mean, I, I mean, I'd like to keep Disney Plus and watch a few I still others before we... We still haven't watched Mulan. I've never seen Mulan. No, well, you should watch that soon. Okay, now, so... So it's time for our next theme. We need a new theme. Okay, well, can I tell you my theme? Yeah, you tell me yours Well, first. initially, I had kind of thought, and we know that John, our friend John, wants to be, would love to be on the podcast doing Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was thinking maybe we could do a Halloween theme that we could start with that. But realistically, now it's the 18th of October. We, I would like to think we'd get one out before Halloween, but like we'll be wrapping up this next season probably early December, and I think it would be silly to be doing Halloween films early December. So I'm going to do something. I'm picking a theme that could be related to Halloween but that will work outside oh mine's kind of related to Halloween as well my theme is season of the witch (laughs) starting with Blair Witch Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus oh I don't even want to do my theme now that would be from 1993 so that would be the 90s I was thinking so um, they would all have witchcraft or witches in some form um, the 90s was such a great decade for witchcraft though like we wouldn't be able to do the craft we wouldn't be able to do Blair Witchcraft <laughs> but look it's fine it's fine my theme was monster movies monster movies okay what's a monster so a vampire a werewolf um it's okay. uh the I thing i feel you could almost have a vampire season or a werewolf season yeah well i, I went with monster movie <laughs> i feel like i was just saying it's a very big theme yeah, it is a big thing i feel you could fine tune that <laughs> okay well what are you starting with okay well will i just go with vampire movies i think so i think monsters is too big a theme I feel like we could milk it by having vampires and werewolves. I mean, rom coms is a pretty enormous thing. Well, I think that wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, heist maybe is a big thing. Anyway, no, it wasn't. Heist is lovely and niche. Uh, okay, fine. I will go with vampire movie. <laughs> uh, well, you start, start at the beginning, don't you? Dra- Dracula. Uh, Which Dracula? Um, not the one with Gary Oldman. Not. Francis Ford Coppola 
Francis okay. Ford Coppola. Which one? No. I mean, you could. There's about a million of them. I mean, you could almost do. Dra- you could almost do a Dracula season. Dracula Untold. The Bar. The Bella Lugosa. The Christopher Lee. Leslie Nielsen. Nosferatu, sort of Dracula. So I'm going to pick Dracula. <laughs> yes. Uh, from 1953. Okay, why that one? Which is the Christopher Lee one. So there is a v- version of Dracula that I saw as a child. I found it in the VHS and I I found it in the VHS and I I thought it was like a home video and I put it in and I just saw blood all sp- I saw Dracula on a coffin and then it splashed with blood and I was like Oh, and I watched the whole thing every time my mother came in I turned it off <laughs> and I couldn't sleep for weeks afterwards is this I Christopher don't know, I don't know it was black and white though well, no it wasn't there was blood all over it it wasn't black and white I don't know it's, I think I know the Christopher Lee one I think it's in colour the, yeah, the Bella Coppola Bella Lugosi I think it was black and white that was the 30s okay okay are you he- heads or tails I will be tails ah 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 I will be... Well, I hope I don't win, heads. to be honest. Okay, so, he- so what? Heads is you. Where Hocus, Hocus Pocus, Pocus and Tails, Tails is, is Dracula. Dracula. Okay. Heads! Woo! Hocus Pocus! My favourite movie of all time! All right, that would be a lot of gushing. I put a spell on you. There you go. We're going to have to watch that now. Oh, look. Another glorious day. It makes me sick. Maybe we could just do a live reading. Can we just do it now? We could do it now. Okay, great. Okay, so see, I, I was also thinking instead of calling it um, witch season, we said Disney season, we could just call it season of the witch. Season of the witch. Season of the witch. Season yeah, of we can do that. We'll call it that instead. Season of the witch. Um, okay, cool. Well, listen, we'll we'll try and get one up before Halloween. I think Hocus Pocus needs to be kind of. That's two weeks. We'll get one out. Yeah. Yeah. And Hocus okay. Pocus. I'll I mean, watch, honestly, watch it tonight. We, could, we could record. Watch it. We could record it tonight. I mean, yeah, why would true. we not watch it? We could record it literally. <laughs> Okay, I also I do think though because this is kind of favorite film. I think you will need to put your film critique hat on and love it and critique it at the same time. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I'll just gush and then you can like read me. <laughs> no, but like I mean, I I, I look we gushed over Little Mermaid, but we were both able to see that it wasn't yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, great. I can't wait. I so time. lads, next time you see us will be Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, what are our web details? <laughs> so don't forget to... Ru- no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can visit our website, www.silver-screamers.com. You can email silverscreamers at gmail.com. At Silver Screamers Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud and all good podcast resellers. And you can leave comments there and too. leave comments reviews. Some keep, it all, keep it all nice and uh, fun. And that's about it. Ta-ra. Thanks guys. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. Bye.